You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities in Johannesburg. David, things came out today. Invicta came out with results. Uh, mm. Roynet came out mm. with results. Both share prices were behaving rather nicely in response to those results. Standard Bank came out with a voluntary trading update. Nothing ha- happening there. But City Lodge, which is a company that you follow quite closely, mm. also came out with some uh, announcement. And uh, it's done well as well. I think it's up something like... I don't know, what is it, 7 percent yeah. yeah, exactly. What's yeah. that all about? Let's start with City Lodge, because I understand tourism a little bit more than I do in Victor or Standard Bank. I, I think with uh, City Lodge, um, the occupation is going up. Occupa- occupation levels have gone up from 52% in July to 60% in November. But, Lindsay, what news, you know, talking to chaps down in Cape Town uh, this morning, they reckon that the holidaymaker's already coming. Mm. And it's going to be a very, very good holiday season. So we, I, I think a lot of people in South Africa are um, holidaying internally. You know, so uh, even though, um, you know, they're not going overseas, they're not going on fancy trips. First of all, I think it's hellishly expensive now to travel. Airfares have gone through the roof. So yes, a lot of have. people getting in their cars, driving down to Cape Town or driving down to the coast. So. I think you're going to find a, um, you know, very good holiday season, and uh, we'll just pick up the, uh, you know, pick up the hospitality sector. So expect that uh, to happen. Whether people have got the money, you know, um, at these kind of levels with interest rates now um, over 10% and a lot of pressure on their uh, wallets, we'll see. You know, but I mean, for the meantime, I still think there's this desire to go out and spend. Whatever you have left, or even even put it on credit and worry about it later. It's interesting. So, yeah, there was a good it's, number. It's interesting that you um, you mention the travel situation, uh, and you talk about local travel. My business partner, who lives in Rotterdam with his three relatively young boys and his wife, so there's five of them, said. I'm going to go and see the the, the in-laws and surprise them for Christmas. Twelve thousand five hundred euros is the return ticket price because he's a businessman and they're at school and in the Netherlands you don't muck about with school dates you have to do what you're told you can't take dates off like you can in the UK or maybe yeah. even South Africa mm. 12,500 I don't know if you've got your calculator in front of you David I, I, I can I can guess what that's going 12,500 I mean, by that's times by eight yeah, yeah. Go, uh, try and do it 12,500 times 18 can, if you would 12,500 12,500 times 18, 18. yeah yeah, that's two hundred and twenty five thousand rand. There you go. And that's um that's an economy class yeah. return yeah. ticket yeah. on the, in no. December. And yeah. and that's without no, charges and everything. So that's without takes yeah. it up to about two thirty, two forty. No, I know. I think I think it's a once off. We're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, you know, and we'll worry about it later. So um I th- I think that um you know, I think that's the kind of revenge spending. I think things have been so tough after two years of lockdown and then another year of very difficult conditions. I think uh, people are just, um, you know, just throwing caution to the wind, just enjoying themselves. And we've seen it. We've seen it globally. You know, we saw it in the summer season in Europe and America, and I think we'll see it in summer season now. Anyway, so, so, so what he's yeah. done, he's taken the other, he's taken the two other people concerned, uh, the mother and the father-in-law, and br- he's bringing them to 
um, to, to the Netherlands. I mean, obviously the kids want to go and see their old mates in Cape Town and everything and go on the beach and all that sort of thing, but it's just it's too expensive. It's a lot of money for a family holiday, yeah. 230,000 yeah. yeah. rand. That's an awful lot of money. Things, yeah. Things are not cheap in Cape Town as well. You mm. know, you find, we think it's Cape Town. Yes, it might be cheap relative to Switzerland or New York or so on. But I mean, relative to where we used to buy food or we used to get go to restaurants, it's it's become very expensive. We've discussed this before. I yes. mean, you buy, you go to a restaurant today and you want a, a sole or a king clip or any other, you know, you're paying 250 rand a head. Um, whatever, that's uh, a dish, sorry. So things are not as cheap. I think the cheapest thing, funny enough, is meat. <laughs> if you want a small steak. <laughs> but uh, broadly, and especially in, in Cape Town at this time of the year, uh, with foreigners coming, I think they do tend to elevate prices. So, yeah, yeah, you want to go on holiday, it's not that cheap. Okay, so City Lodge, what do we do with it? Do we leave yeah. it alone? Is it a bounce back because of a good trading statement? Is it a long-term prospect if South Africa opens up and concentrates itself in, you know, you know, traditional tourist hubs? What do you do, David? I don't know. I, you know, Lindsay, with, with rates going up globally, I don't think we're positioned for a, a marvellous year. I don't think we're out yet. And as you've been saying, you know, we're going into a, uh, a period of much higher interest rates where your disposable income is going to be under pressure. Of course, we might be coming to the end of the hikes, but that doesn't mean that we're going back to where we were you know, two or three years ago into a period of very low interest rates. So I think I think discretionary spending is is under a bit of pressure now. South Africa is cheap. You know, it's a cheap destination because Iran has come under pressure. But if you're a cheap, I it's cheap a if you're a foreigner, yeah. but it's not cheap if you're yes. a South African. No. So I'm cautious. I'm very cautious about uh, South Africa. I think that um, I'm looking carefully for individual stocks. Um, we've had some very good performances, a company like Omnia. You know, you mentioned today mm. Invicta, Roynet. I need to look closer at them. Roynet was up almost 9% today on their numbers. Um, the company reporting just a be better times ahead. Now, we're not talking spectacular times ahead, but I think um, from the position that we've come from, it's looking better. But, I mean, there's still a lot. Um, there's a lot that these companies have to go through. So I, I, I would – in fact, I probably tend to buy the engineering industrial companies more so than maybe on the, the consumer companies where I think that – they're going to feel the pinch um, a little harder than these other industrial companies. I think mainly because private companies are going to spend more on fixed investment. You know, in other words, improving the infrastructure, things like that, rather than discretionary spend. Let's have a look, so, at, let's have yeah. a look at geopolitics mm. now, David, because uh, this mm. has been very interesting mm. because you often, uh, you know, I tend to find that media outlets and um, commentators, when they've got nothing else to do uh, because there's no really hard stories, they say, oh, well, look what's happening here and look, what's happening there but there has been two days now of protests yeah. in china and you don't get right. that unless you are willing to risk your life because you know yeah. they haul you away we yeah. saw uh, decades ago tiananmen square and that's when they set out their stall so if you don't like the regime then unfortunately you're going to suffer yeah. the consequences of not liking it but just in the last couple of weeks, and it, actually the last couple of months in Iran, people are saying, no, get out now. We don't want to be oppressed anymore. We don't want this anymore. We don't want your yeah. oppressive yeah. Not religious nonsense where young people...
people who want to be free. It's mm. one of the most beautiful mm. countries in the world, potentially one of the richest countries in the world. So let's get on with it. But they don't mm. think so. No. They continue yeah. with, you know, I, I won't even say it because I'll get into trouble. But now the same thing has happened just on a very small in scale in China. And Xi, mm. there have been mm. posters of saying, get out, mm. Xi, or, or you know, resign or something. Mm. That's unheard mm. of. Maybe this yeah. could become yeah. something like the Arab Spring. I, I, in fact, the Iranian football team. Yes. Didn't sing the national anthem. Not in the first game. The uh, second game they did. Yeah, but anyway. Did they? Yeah. Oh, oh I don't know who threatened them. But whatever, exactly. it's still a protest and still a very brave protest. Um, I think that uh, in China as well, the fact, as you mentioned, Shanghai and Beijing, that people have come out. Uh, unfortunately, they gain, uh, the governments will take a heavy hand against them. And we as the West will continue to still trade with them and, uh, you know, make statements. But uh, when it comes to that, I think somewhere along the line, you also have to make a stand. I, I find, uh, you know, I find that um, in geopolitics, we have double standards. Um, we don't really stand. You know, a country like South Africa, for example, where uh, we back Russia and, uh, you know, we certainly back China, we turn our heads against um, those kind of things, uh, clamping down on human rights. And certainly in Iran, clamping down on on females and, uh, you know, on other religious rights. So uh, for me, that's the one big issue is is the way that they treat women. But, um, you, you know, we, 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 we tend to just uh, ignore it. But it is a worry. And, and I'm hoping that something does come of it. Um, but I can't see it in China. You know, that's a sad thing. No, no. I mean, to treat people like that. As as uh, to keep them locked down, and, and Lindsay, their vaccines, <laughs> you know, their vaccines. We know what's happening here in South Africa, all over the world. It's 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 a it's a worry, but it's it's certainly not the worry it was a couple of years ago. You know, people are, have discarded their masks. Um, they carry on life as normal. Yes, people do pick up. Um, um, friends of mine came back from New Zealand, Australia, picked up. Uh, Picked up COVID, yes, and I'm feeling sick. But I mean, it's not deadly. It's not. It's not a death sentence. No, it's not a death sentence. Well, like but on the other hand, David, I went to the doctor the other day because it's been six weeks now since I contracted COVID, and at the same yeah. time had the Moderna uh, a jab, and then I got flu at the same time. So all the, these three things, and the, the chap said to me. It can last up to six months, and you will have a good day, yes. and then you'll have a bad day. So it's, it may not be deadly, but on the mm. other hand, mm. if I had a job, which I don't, I, I couldn't go to work because, <laughs> as I'm doing now, coughing, I, I, I just really couldn't do it. So it's, it's mm. an insidious sort of thing that creeps up on you, doesn't kill you if you're relatively um, young and relatively well-nourished, which I am, and um, well-nourished well anyway. But you see what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah. carrying on yeah. and on and on, and people don't get over it. And they said, don't expect to be better until uh, summer next year in the Northern Hemisphere. I, I don't like yeah. that. They'll find, they'll find something. You know, you know what I mean? They, they're working on it. You'll probably find uh, a medicine that you'll be able to take somewhere down the line. You know, mm. I don't think they've ignored it completely. But the point is that, that China could have handled it better. They could have, you know, they, they, they refused to accept Western vaccines. They stuck with their own policies. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's threatening the country. It's taking the country down. I know that they're promising stimulus measures and so on, 
but uh, it's going to create frustration and outbursts of rebellion, you know, of protest. So uh, where that goes and the way that they clamp down on it, you don't want to be there. You you don't want to be in China. I saw there was a report from BBC about um, one of their um, journalists that was covering it. Uh, He was beaten up, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I saw that. You know, you don't want to be there. You know, that's, that's China with all their policies. It's not a country. I admire it from a distance. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm happy that uh, a lot of the Chinese are spending and buying some of the goods, you know, that, that, that I'm invested in. But, um, you know, from a human rights point of view and even from a visiting point of view, I just it's the kind of country I would avoid, you know, just, okay. Talking about just, investing just in politics, things, what did yeah. you read over the weekend and what are you investing in at the moment, David? I, you know what? I think, in fact, I'm writing a story now because I think the one thing that that continues to plague me is this whole crypto coin story, and um, yeah. uh, you know the um, way that people and Lindsay he was on television every second week or so and so. People were uh, lifting, you know, uh, interviewing him making him into a superhero. And the problem is that when you go behind the scenes, this thing was run by amateurs. And, and I'm quoting, uh, you know, I'm quoting the, the SSC or, uh, you know, the, the people who are now uh, trying to run it, the new CEO and who've been appointed to liquidate the company or investigate the company. It's, it was run by amateurs, you know, probably run. I, I, I can't even express it. And I'm saying, how can you as an investor how can you use clients' funds? And, and you know, even if you're a hedge fund, whatever it is, at the end of the day, you're, you're responsible for other people's investments and that. So that, to me, it remains a mystery that, that um, you know, that, that they could have elevated his personality so high uh, without ever uh, giving, you know, without ever really going and doing the deep dive into what this company was. Don't, that was, um, you know, that was... Yeah, um, uh, I think, David, don't... Um, skirt the issues he ripped people off yes he yes. was 16 yes. billion in the yes. bank uh, because yes. of he promoted this thing promoted yeah. thing and then it fell and he came down to absolutely yeah. nothing but he's not the one that's picking up the pieces it's it's the woman the, the, yeah. the 96 year old woman that i've seen in the uk who invested in it and because of people like gordon ramsay on television yeah. all these yeah. people saying oh yeah we've got to do yeah. this got to, even even someone yeah. like matt damon who was a fantastic yeah. actor and director yeah. and writer and everything else. He was promoting these things. Why do you need to? You don't need to. You've got a lot I of money. Know. And other, other people suffer because of this. He ripped people Listen. off like Madoff did. No, I know. I know that. But, but they did it for money. And that's, that's, what, uh, that, that's what concerns me, that Matt Damon can do that for a few bob or a few dollars. Yeah. You don't have to throw away your money and you don't have to be associated with it. Surely you're but he not promoted it. He was paid to promote mm. it and that's what yes, I don't understand. I well, they're investigating. I know they're investigating Tom Brady, um, you know, the super, the superhero, super, uh, what's it, uh, you know. The, the um, quarterback from the NFL. Quarterback, yeah. quarterback, mm. yeah. So, I, it's 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 why do they do it and why you know no one does their homework, and and for me it takes a long time to understand a company and to get comfortable enough to buy a business. You know when you're handling other people's money and I am so particular about it. You, you know always. Mm. In fact, 
in fact, my opening paragraph is, you know, we've always had a saying here. Uh, I've always told people, don't go to Cheda. In other words, don't go to Hebrew school on someone else's. Cheda was, we used to have to go to Cheda in the afternoon to learn uh, for our bar mitzvah pieces, you know, yeah. and learn to read Hebrew. Today, they've got Jewish schools where they do it at school. But we always used to say, don't go to Cheda with, uh, on other people's pensions. In other words, don't gain your experience at other people's expense, with other people's money. Very good. You know, all you know, I mean it. And it's no, something I've always believed in. And therefore, if I'm going to buy you, Lindsay, if you give me uh, your you know, money to look after, I have to treat it with the utmost respect. Whether I put, and that's that, a lot of people get away, and here's the big the point that I'm going to make or trying to make, is that it doesn't matter if I put 3% of your money in something like that. It doesn't matter the percentage. It's the fact I'm gambling or being reckless or taking a punt with your money. You know, and that's why I criticize all those funds who just put a bit, oh yes, we'll put a hundred million in or two hundred million or three hundred million. You know, for me, three hundred million, regardless of whether it's only a small portion of your of the total funds is still is still in absolute terms a massive amount of money to take, you know, to take a punt with. David, so what, I, what you're I saying is, what you're saying is, I mean, yeah. to simplify, as I said, uh, the the chap that was um, behind the the, the, the crypto platform, mm. which is, which in in twenty years' time, people will say, oh yeah, I remember crypto, it collapsed, and there's nothing left. Yeah. Now you'll go onto the antiques roadshow or something, and there will be a bitcoin there, and um, people will say, goodness me, you've got a bitcoin, okay, it's worth this now. <laughs> but okay, the first thing is people were ripped off. That's the first thing. Yes. And the yeah. second simple sentence is treat other people's money as if it's your own. And that's what I think you've done no, over the decades. Fact, I don't treat it. I, I can be reckless with my own money, but I can't be. I've got to treat it with even greater respect than my own. Mm. In other words, you know, where it's somebody. I always say treat it as though it was your, your granddaughter's money or your daughter's money, you know, because yes. that's, that you treat with respect, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and and so for me, it's a very particular point. It's it's a very sore point, and I, I also said not not because over the last couple of years, and you've you've been witness to this. Yes, you've been with us on shows, and I've been on shows with you where where all of a sudden everybody becomes an expert, and this is a new big and a next big <laughs> thing, and no one's done their homework. You know, you don't know what you're getting into, but this sounds like great. This sounds like we're going to make money. And I've been to conferences on that where and, – and they come at me because I'm a, I'm a veteran or so-called veteran. I've been around, so they say, okay, you're a symbol of the old way of doing things. You know, therefore, we're going to attack you. And I say, listen, I don't even understand what you're doing. Don't, don't even bring me into a debate. Substitute the word wrong with right, the, 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 right, way yeah. of, the right way of doing <laughs> things. Uh -huh. No, sorry, then when, they, when you said the old way of doing things, what's the right way yeah. of doing things? Just two things. Markets go up. You, you. Anyway, mm. I'm not going to get into that now, but I can no. feel a podcast now with yourself and Wayne McCurry, <laughs> myself, and maybe... Um, I don't know, some, some youngster, and, and talk about it. But whatever. Let's talk about um, football now, David. 
I still have a problem with Qatar 2022. I still yeah. have a problem with it, but I love watching football. I've, yeah. I've watched, yeah. I have to say, despite the intervention of people like you pestering me for podcasts, I've still watched <laughs> every game, bits of every game. Yeah. And there was a game today between Cameroon and oh. Serbia. Serbia. I thought, no, this doesn't look very good on paper. No, Luckily, no. they're playing I on know. grass, so it wasn't, it's not on paper. So, And it was three all. It was fantastic. It was mm. hugely enjoyable. It should have been in Europe. It shouldn't have been in the Middle East, not because the Middle East is a terrible place or anything, but there was there were more people in Europe that would have enjoyed yeah. that game. Um, uh-huh. But it's interesting. The one thing I will, the two things I will say is Brazil and France. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two yeah. teams. Uh, I, I, Brazil is yeah. huge. Their, their squad is unbelievable. And France has... Even without Benzema Bruce, and Pogba, yeah. they have Mbappe, who is a, you know a what, wizard. You know, in both those teams, both those, they're young. Yeah, exactly. They're young. And what's come through in this world, this tournament is the fitness, strength, and desire of some of the other, you know, like Morocco. Mm. Belgium looked old. They were horrible, weren't they, De Brainer. Honestly, they were really um, hazards. The brothers, just lousy. Yeah, Tillemans, really nothing. It's like, you know, it's and, like and, Harry Kane, and, for example, uh, for England the yeah. other night against the USA. I would have said mm. you can't take him off because he's um, he's hey, the Harry captain Kane. and he's mm. Harry Kane. Yeah. Exactly. My name uh-huh. is Harry Kane. And but he was rubbish. He yeah. would have been taken off if if it had I been know, anybody else. I know, I know. It's pathetic. I know. And and th- I think that's what. That's been one of the features, how some of these lesser teams, even Japan, they try and try and run. They're not the skilled players that um, their opposition are, but still they've come through, honestly, with full marks, you know, and, and it's made it a very entertaining um, uh, uh, tournament. And even fun. now as we talk, as we talk, only France is through at the moment, you know, and there's – Another two games to go in the second round, and then we go into the third round. And for the first time, the third round is, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. It really uh, is. So it, I, it really I, is such I, good I, it's fun. It's been lovely. It is. Uh, it's, it's in the wrong place. But it's still very, very good fun. Who's going to win, David? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was going for England. I loved England, nah. and I'd love to see them. But after the last game, I don't think uh, Southgate's the right man as well. They've got to change attitude, and, and they've got to bring on some of the other people. You know, so they've got to change the mixture as well. Got to start with Foden, for goodness sake! I watched a mm. video of him today in, yeah. in, in just sort of informal training yeah. in Doha yeah. in, in their in their training yeah. camp, and he was uh, dribbling the ball, yeah. and it was in a basketball court. And he can he can flick the ball up to his left foot, which is his natural foot, and put it into a, a basketball net. Yeah, uh, no, and no. he's got skill, and he's young. Harry Kane yeah. plodding along. No, sorry. No, no, no. I agree with. I think I think for the next game they've got to be a little ambitious and uh, just change the balance. I don't know. I don't know whether Southgate's the right man. Not I, was, anymore. I thought after the first game, but that no. was against. Uh, Iran, you know, I thought, okay, they ran right over them. And it was great to see the goals, but uh, Bellingham is great. Uh, uh, yeah, it is Bellingham, yeah. Yes, he is great. So Borussia Dortmund, yes, brilliant Youngster, player. youngster. Mm. But but you need players like that. You know, Saka as well. The Kai is young. Man. Mm. Yeah. 
Don't anyway. Uh, oh, don't uh, underestimate the old the old guys though, because um, my, my hero, uh, little Leo Messi, he's maybe thirty five. Yeah, but um, I still think he's got a chance. I still think he's got a chance. When you've got all the young players around him, I still think Argentina may surprise us all. Gosh, I hope so, because that so and so Ronaldo yeah. would needs to be put in his place. Yeah, mm. I, you see the other thing. When you looked at Barcelona, and this I picked up from um, Simon Cooper's book. Oh, yes. Uh, Messi, Messi was made by Iniesta and Xavi, Xavi mm. and Busquets. Yes. They were the people who made him. You know, he, he could play, he could have, you know, they weren't in the Argentinian team. But when he played, they were the people who allowed him to, to be what he was. And, and I think when you look at international football, sometimes, uh, the absence of, of, of your teammates, you know, the people who make your team sometimes make your, you know, in fact, that's what's happened with Argentina. It's just, it's even though with Messi, you know, he can't function without the right people to feed him the right ball at the right time. Anyway. I, I think after he scored that first goal <laughs> a couple of nights ago and the way that the yeah. team crowded around him and the crowd also uh, chanted his name, I think... That may have changed somewhat. But anyway, David, thank you so much for your time, as always. David Shapiro is from Sasson Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.